This podcast may contain language that is not suitable for all listeners. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes and may not reflect the views and opinions of the hosts. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Without Definite Aim. This is a podcast where we utilize a random topic generator to dictate the direction of our conversation. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Drew. I'm... Oh, hello, 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 hello. I'm your other host, Vincenzi. Vincenzi just had to one-up me on the amount of hellos. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> Freaking Vincenzi, dude. He's a... Freaking Vincenzi. Dude, he's an arrogant cocksucker who has to one-up everybody. No one likes that person. Vincenzi does sound like a wanker, let's be honest. (laughs) Oh, man, that's all right. What's up, Vinny? How you been? Pretty sure I'm good. Thank you for asking. Uh, Real quick, Vincenzi is the kind of guy that thinks his fucking stream is so strong and solid that he just pisses with the toilet seat down. And you know the next person comes in there and there's just fucking piss splatter everywhere. What a prick. What an asshole. Vincenzi, uh, go back to... I don't know. Where, where the fuck did you come from? LA? Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> That's what I have to ask Vincenzi. Um, no, to, 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 to go back to the, um, the strong stream comment, um, I, don't even, I don't even lift the seat anymore because I sit down to pee most, most days anyways. So do I. So, Amen, brother. Amen. Hey, you know, it, it, it actually, so I, I, I end up having to clean the toilet most of the time. And this is not a slide at Haley because <laughs> she cleans the bathtub, which I hate having to do. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a trade-off. I would rather not have to clean up off, you know, piss marks on the toilet because Drewski in the morning doesn't want to you know, lift up the toilet seat. And I'm not going to be an asshole who keeps the toilet seat up. Who does that? So your boy just sits down to pee and it's actually quite comforting. I kind of like it. You know, so it's, it's kind of relaxing. Most of us, well, not all of us, but a lot of us stand up throughout the day. Sitting down to pee is just relieving it. You're just saving your legs a little bit of pressure. That's all. You know? That's all it is. You know, I also, I also feel that like it, it, it just, it like the flow is, feels a little bit better too. Mm. I don't know why. Maybe it's just that I don't have to think about aiming. Maybe that's, maybe that's one of the things. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think it, it feels a little bit better. You ever piss between the actual ceramic bowl and the toilet seat and it comes out that crack? You ever done that? That's terrible. Yes, I have. But it's terrible. Doesn't happen a lot. You realize last minute, and you piss it on your pants. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or there's the time when you're like standing up, and for whatever reason, you know, uh, your pee does. Maybe, maybe you got some extra. <laughs> maybe you got some extra schmegma in there. Your pee just <laughs> decides to go off to the left or something. You know. You know. You have those mornings where it just like doesn't want to go straight right away. I do. No? Am I the only no, one? No, 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 no. I'm not going to leave you the dark <laughs> okay. on that one. Yeah, that definitely happens. It just, uh, you know, P has more of a mind uh, than some of us would give it credit. Uh, you know what I want, though? Yeah. I want to know what the Aussie button god has to say about uh, 
sitting down to pee. She'll be right. <laughs> exactly. That's the Aussie button god basically giving everybody out there the go-ahead to just sit down and pee whenever you... You're not going to be looked down upon as a male if you sit down and pee. Not from this podcast and certainly not from the god we pray to. And uh, it'll be all right. Try it out. Um, before we went into PP conversation, you asked me how I've been. I've been great. Thank you for asking. How have you been? You know, um, still got blonde hair. Still rocking the Ellen DeGeneres. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, you know yeah can't complain I, I mean i think we're all kind of just fucking done with covid but who's not so yeah shall we uh get our minds off uh covid by maybe hearing about something like solid and consistent in our lives <laughs> yeah just <laughs> something that you can expect every single week week in week out without fail this podcast is sponsored by a lovely company called Bedtech. Bedtech was established in 1992 and is based in Brisbane, Australia. It's Australia's only, the one, the only manufacturer of stainless steel tubes. The company then takes the tube in various shapes and manufactures grab rails, handrails, boat rails. Aye, aye, Captain. And a range of other products for the aged care, disability, and transport markets uh, go to their website, www.bentech.com.au, if you need any types of stainless steel tubes, um, handrails, boat rails, grab rails, 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 any rails, really. Maybe, maybe with, the, with the exception of tr- train track rails, you know? <laughs> I, who knows? I don't, I don't really know much about the train system in, in Australia. Is it a good one? It's pretty solid. Uh, I used to visit my grandma back in the day. I used to catch a train a train down to uh where did the train stop in? Stopped in uh Kutamandra. <laughs> I'm not even making that up. Yes, Australia has a lot Wait, of words. What did you say? So a lot of Kutamandra? Kutamandra, yeah. A lot a lot of Australian towns and areas and suburbs are named after Aboriginal names. Uh the Kuri people. Uh and Kutamandra is I'm guessing, I, I honestly don't know, and I, maybe I'll have to research it so I don't sound like such an idiot for the next episode, but uh, <laughs> a lot of Australian uh, towns are named after uh, Aboriginal land, tribes, things of that nature. Makes sense. Kudamundra yeah. would be one of that. We like, as Aussies do, and a lot of people ask me about this, we like to shorten things. Most people just shorten Kudamundra, as you could probably imagine, to just Kuda. <laughs> Which it sounds like an Australian accent, someone saying cooter, yeah. like like slang for vagina, like cooter. And I'll see you. Yeah, punch in the cooter last night, mate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had family in Cootamundra, but that's where the train from Melbourne stops in, stops in Cooter, and then you get a bus to uh, Gundagai and then Tumut, where my grandma lived before. It sounds like a, quite the journey. For young it's, Vincenzi. Yeah, it, it's like a solid, like, it's a day. It's like a six to seven hour, maybe, trip. Yeah. Yeah, but I enjoyed that how's, train ride. How's, like, the public transit system, like, in, in the city? You have, like, a good, like, subway system or, like, a uh, like a 
above ground or what is it? Yeah, Melbourne uh, benefits from having a, a bus, a trolley, which we call trams, and a train system. And the beauty of all of that system, it runs on the same type of ticket, which is just a no-brainer to me. So you can, with the same ticket that you'll pay, you know, a daily price, so you can buy a weekly or a monthly ticket, you know, based on how much you use it, uh, or yearly, you can even buy as well. You uh, you have the one fare that goes across all forms of uh, transport. But it's very extensive. Melbourne uh, definitely lucks out. I can't really speak to Sydney so much because I've been to Sydney, but not a whole lot. But and or other Melbourne city, cities, but other Australian cities. But yeah, we get we're lucky in Melbourne. Yeah, that's that's definitely the one thing that I think uh, America. Well, maybe not even America because the the New York subway system's okay. Um, but like even in California, like the the public transit system's not great. Well, San Francisco's pretty good. That's all right. Yeah. They have Bart or whatever it is. Bart, like of all the names you could call it. Bart, dude. Like yeah. eat my shirts, dude. Do you know do you know the the Portland uh the, it would be a tram system. It is trolleys. It's above ground, so it's trams. Uh um, you know what that one's I've called? I've not been to Portland. I am unaware of their transport. It's called system. the Max. Oh. I'm going to take the max from uptown to the Pearl District. <laughs> yeah, that was my that was my uh uppity Portland accent. Anyways, um you have the random topic generator. But I, I should say thank you Bentech first but that was a that was a really uh roundabout way just to say thank you. <laughs> we really appreciate your your sponsorship and your consistency with this podcast. Yes. Thank you. Cool. You have the random topic generator, so uh, what do you say we get to it? I'm ready to smash it and maybe talk about something that's not transport related, but who knows? Maybe it will be. <laughs> maybe it will be. Maybe we talk about subways and we're like, well, we covered it. See you later. All right. When you're ready, hit the button. Si, senor. And this week's random topic is museums Ooh, okay 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 how do you feel about museums Vinny? i fucking love museums mate i love them it's it's such a way i feel like i mean i don't know about your childhood but you know you at least in living in a big city melbourne we have a ton of museums right there's art there's natural history they were always incredibly mesmerizing to me. And they're like labyrinths when you're a child. It's like a labyrinth. Like you just, it's never ending corridors. They feel giant and they still do as an yeah. adult, but uh, yeah, they were just amazing. And I have so many incredible memories of going on field trips and uh, I can't get enough of museums. How about you? Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you with the with the scale of the museums, right? Like it it's almost like stepping into another world when you're a kid. Like it's a completely different you know, it's a huge building and you're go I I loved the like the natural history museums growing up. Like those were always my favorite getting to see like, you know, dinosaur bones and rocks and you know, whatever, all that shit. Um and the science museums are always really fun too. Like the the really interactive science museums yes. are really cool. 
Um, I always had I always had really good, <clears throat> excuse me, really good memories of those. Yeah, any museum uh, where there's a bunch of buttons to touch, you know. I mean, I'll be- oh yeah, and 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 hearing that really makes me cringe because we're in a COVID world where a bunch of people are touching the same button. Just it just it sounds <laughs> sounds miserable. Museums but... <laughs> are still shut, right? What's that? A museum still shut? I would imagine so. San Diego actually has like a pretty solid. I mean, granted, they're all basically in one place. I mean, I'm sure there's other obscure museums around San Diego as a city. I'm sure you can find weird little ones here and there tucked away in corners. But San Diego's museums are all kind of confined to one area, kind of very close to downtown called Balboa Park. It's a giant park. It's a park, but it's also a park that has all these museums, natural history, art. There's more obscure ones, like, I think there's a photography one. There's the train museum, the model train museum. Uh, I'm sure there's more that I, I'm not naming, but uh, it's funny, like, even if you've never been to a museum, there's something comforting about going back into one, into a new museum, because it just, they have a lot of similarities, right? Like, they're usually multi-leveled. Uh, you walk around a corner and something's there that you didn't expect to be there, whether it's like a mummified fucking saber-toothed tiger or some shit <laughs> you know uh yeah they're just uh, i I'm, I'm a huge sucker for museums 100 percent. in fact san diego has like a free tuesday every a tuesday every every uh week of the month where a different museum in balboa park this big park full of museums um is free natural history the art museum uh and I didn't get to do it so much because of my schedule with work, but Jen would take the kids pretty regularly. And it's sad. Like those are the little things. I think we've talked about it in other episodes where like uh, last uh, episode we were talking about like what are the things that we, we miss. I think somehow that came up or one of the other episodes and we talked about movie theaters um, or one of the previous episodes, but uh, museums is one of those things. Like I didn't get to go to them a whole lot. Zoos, you know, I haven't been to a zoo since, although a zoos, I feel like probably a little bit, safer than a museum but i miss it yeah yeah <clears throat> I, I i love uh like balboa park is probably one of the highlights of san diego i would say like like if you it, it would it would probably show up in you know top five things to do in san diego right um because you it's a it's a big you know a big big dedicated area big park it's beautiful has a lot of nice like architecture um down there but then you have all the museums right and the the i think i would say like the big two are probably the natural history museum and the science museum right like those are those are probably the most popular um and then also like balboa park like right across the street is the san diego zoo like like the you know world famous san diego zoo so that's always like a really good day trip to take uh, is to go hit up a couple museums, um, and then and then shoot over to the zoo if you got a if you got a zoo pass, you know. Damn, that's um, a long ass day. Well, sure, but it, if you don't have kids, you're you're probably doing the museums pretty quickly. It's true. You know, and the zoo. I I don't like. So one of the cool things we had, Haley and I had a. Um, like a membership like for, for the zoo and the San Diego Safari Park a year or so ago. Um, 
and they're they're relatively cheap. You can get like a year long thing for like 110 bucks or something like that, especially if if you show like you're a San Diego um uh resident, they'll they'll give you like a good cut on it. But being at a zoo or the safari park like all day is totally exhausting. So so we would go like for a few hours, you know, just like hey, we're we're going to go like stare at gorillas for an hour. Then we're going to go feed some parakeets <laughs> and we're going to get the fuck out of there, you know? So it's not like a, and, and, and it was cool because at the same time we could, um, you know, not feel pressure to like move on to the next thing. So I say stare at gorillas for an hour, but, but one, one time we went and the younger gorillas were just crazy for, I don't know if it was like, you know, getting towards feeding time or just after or something, but like they were really high energy so it was really it was really fun to like just sit there and watch them interact with like the older the older girls and then obviously like the silverback like the big big chungus of the group <laughs> just like Did you say the big chungus yeah, yeah yeah the chunky boy <laughs> yeah the big chungus dude big chonker uh but it, it was good because we would go for just like a couple hours and then we would have something else to to look forward to the next time we went instead of like doing it all in one day and being like, well, we kind of already saw that last time, you know? So I always respect um, the names that the zoo stuff give the gorillas. Like they're really deep. Like it's, it relates to like an area of Africa where they came from or someone, but I would be so fucking happy if I went to a zoo and there was a gorilla called big chungus. <laughs> <laughs> fucking big chungus. Or just dude. like, Dude, Big Chungus, or 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 just like a completely human name, like this is Jeff. He's the silverback gorilla, you know. Ooh, Douglas. Uh, Douglas is pissed off today. He is. He dude, is not happy. Dougie P, bro. Yeah, Dougie P's not in a good mood. Someone did. Um, uh, someone ate all the cantaloupe off the uh, off the feeding tray. Douglas is upset today. <laughs> <laughs> Douglas shit in his hands and tossed the poo right at us. Uh, no, but yeah, they're always named like Zahalu and it means stress, you know, like champion in, you know, Swahili or whatever, you know? Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, you couldn't give a monkey that doesn't give a shit about its name a more beautiful name, but I would, it would make me personally ha very happy as a human being and the giant idiot that I am if I went to a zoo and there was a fucking monkey called Big Chungus. <laughs> like, why do you have to call him Big? It doesn't Chunkus represent kind of being a big chunky big boy anyway? Oh no, you got to have big Chungus. You got to have the big boy in there too. It, yeah, it's it's not complete if you if it's not big Chungus. <laughs> oh man, his nickname is Chonker. <laughs> Chonker. Uh, but uh, yeah, the the um, but the museums, right? To go back to the museums, like um, the science museum in. Balboa Park is really fun. I think it's. I think even adults would really have a good, a really fun time going because it's all. It's almost entirely interactive, right? Um, is that the one that has honestly, the IMAX theater attached to it? Yeah, yeah, I've been to that one. It is a fun one. Yeah, and, and it's like a lot of really fun interactive things that like just prove how the world works a little bit. You know, like. You're like, oh, that's how tornadoes work because you literally like can create a tornado in there with like mist and stuff. So it's pretty cool. I, uh, 
Yeah, I, yeah, I have just so many great memories of like field trips to, and even like trips with family and stuff. And it, I, I, I mean, obviously, being a dad and, and working full time, I don't get to go to the museums every time that uh, Jen takes the kids. So I do miss some of that. But of the times I have, and I get to see them, just do the button mash on the friggin', you know, the science exhibits or that that show you how a tornado works or, or some other thing. Uh, it, it definitely like obviously completely cheesy, but it definitely brings like a big sense of like joy and pleasure to me. That yeah, I remember how fucking awesome that was when I was. I a remember kid. those days. Yeah. There was a natural history museum, I think it was, in Melbourne. I don't know which one it was, but uh, growing up, we go on these field trips to it, and it had these. Uh, I couldn't tell you what they were made of, but it was. Um, they were replicas of humans through all stages, all races of uh, people, and they were just completely naked. And when you're a boy in elementary and you see someone else naked, because like these statues were like kids, adults, and it wasn't about being creepy. It was just showing like the natural state of people through, uh, you know, through uh, obviously being very little, being a baby through puberty. So, you know, these statues would get older and bigger, you know, female and male. And, you know, the women would develop breasts and they'd have hair on their pubis, uh, as would the males. Uh, and when you're a, a young lad with all your buddies... Uh, and you go to the museum and you see these statues. Boy, do you have a good old chuckle. <laughs> Boy, do you have a good old chuckle oh, making man. fun about people's ding-dongs and boobies hanging out. And Do you think Do you think they made um, any of the males like just aggressively hung? Like, like just gave him like a huge penis just I to like... I, I mean, maybe some one of the sculpture people had uh, had done that. But as a as a boy in elementary school, uh, I don't remember being fully conscious of giant ding dongs. So <laughs> I can't say that. Uh, maybe I, that's a good thing. Uh, I think that 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 means you were relatively sexually safe growing up. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't remember being conscious of which statue had a big dick. And which one had a tiny dick? What do you think the most like obscure museum is ever? Because they, you know, they have like really, really obscure like random museums, right? Like, oh, this is the, <laughs> this, this is the museum of dildos, and they just like have every every type of dildo in that museum. That's I mean, I feel to. like I've read so many articles about stuff like that. Like, there's definitely a museum of dildos. Like one hundred percent, that's a museum. Uh, I know. Do you think they have the biggest dildo ever made on display in that in that museum? I feel. <laughs> God, that's scary. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, th- no, I feel like I have read an article about that, and I feel like the museum's. Pr- I, I have. The, I don't know why, and maybe I'm just like pulling some doo doo out of my boom boom. But I feel like <laughs> there is fucking a museum in Amsterdam that's like the the. It's a museum. The history of like sex and and objects to, re, uh, to to give yourself sexual pleasure i feel like that's a fucking museum in amsterdam and i know everybody's gonna that be like oh, sense. oh that's obvious it's fucking amsterdam you know they've got the red light district and fucking you could smoke weed everywhere there yeah. <laughs> and i'm like no i feel like i've read an article about that and i feel like Amsterdam has another museum about death too they have a museum like the history of death and just like that one seems pretty dark huh I think it's just got a bunch of body parts in it and other things that kill people and stuff, I think. 
like torture devices and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, a museum I have a very fond memory of, and I may have talked about it on the podcast. I may not have. There's a town out about an hour and a half outside of Melbourne called Ballarat. Uh, my mum lived there uh, before she relocated over here. But um, growing up, we went on a field trip because there was kind of a camp type scenario there. And I think it was only for a few days, but it is a town that they've recreated like a gold rush town because Ballarat was known for a gold rush in the, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, early 1900s, late 1800s or something. And they, they've they've sectioned off this whole area of the town and they've recreated, I'm sure it exists here, but it's a total, uh, it's like a time warp. You go in there, all the people that work there are dressed up in fucking period clothing, mm-hmm. but it's all like gold rush, like early 1900s themed and when we went there as kids on this like school camp type thing, we also got to dress up in clothes for that period and be in the schools and stuff. And it's it's kind of a muse. It's I mean I don't even know what you. It's a museum for sure because there's artifacts there and things of that nature. And you can pan for gold. Like they obviously put specks of gold in this friggin' river, and you can find that shit and like pan for gold. And yeah, there's a whole uh, main street that has like an old candy store and. Mm-hmm. An old bowling alley. And I remember going there and uh, I, I, I remember this because it just blew my mind. My mum worked with someone who had a girlfriend or a boyfriend that worked there. And she got the... You could go to like a print shop and they could make like a wanted sign, right? With your name on it. Uh, and using all the original, you know, like those big metal like print blocks that they used to roll the ink on, they would make all the the pages with like t- you know the little letter blocks that were made out of metal and roll the ink on it. Yeah. Uh, the police officer showed up in front of all the fucking kids in the school uh, with this wanted sign that and gave it to me. Like, have you heard about this gentleman? It says like you know <laughs> my fucking name on it, and I'm like, this is yeah. elementary too. And all the Did kids were like, oh. were you just like scared shitless? No, I wasn't scared shitless. I mean, but I mean, I'm definitely an introvert and I was an only child on top of that. Uh, so I, I think I was shyer in my uh, elementary day of school. So I, I also felt cool as shit to have a cop come up, like, you know, a period <laughs> police officer show up with this like wanted sign that has my name on it. I mean, it's a pretty big deal in front of you, you know, the whole grade that's there on camp, but... Is there shit? I mean, there's got to be. America's huge. There's got to be like theme park type museum things like that here. Yeah, the the one thing I can think of, I didn't get to do this. But my brother did, and I can't. Oh man, I can't remember what it was called. Like, um, maybe it was like Career Town or or like, shoot, what the hell? I, it's on the tip of my tongue, but it was it was it was basically like something similar, but. Um, not, it wasn't a period piece or anything. It was just, um, you would get to go and play, you you would get to go and like be a career for, for the day. So my brother went, I I think they made him, I think they made him be like a grocery clerk or something like that. And he was, he and all his other classmates went and like, you could be a banker or, um, you know. I don't know, a, a policeman or something like that. So they'd get to go and, and they have, you know, employees that, that dress up in their, in their roles and everything. Um, but God, that sounds, that sounds cool as shit to be able to like go and, and like feel like you're in the, 
you know, in the Gold Rush era. Yeah, it's. I just looked it up. I couldn't remember its name. It's called Sovereign Hill. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure there's still in operation. Ah, uh, that's a good question. I don't. I don't know. But because um... we 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 all know how old you are, so it may you know maybe it it's uh it's no longer operable it looks like it's still open yeah sovereign hill 4.5 out of five stars on google reviews best experience for those who are curious about gold mining process (laughs) they add gold every day to ensure after 150 years of mining there is still some left for us it's fun it's fun (laughs) Explore the tent villages, pioneer shops, cottages, pubs, Chinese temple, theater. Yeah, I, I yeah, it looks like it's still open, but uh, I'm sure it doesn't have the charm that it had. Like I, I think I only ever went there. I think I've only ever went there once as a kid, and it was mind blowing. I remember buying like hard candy from the you know the lolly shop, the candy shop that tasted amazing. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at some photos here. If it still looks the way it does. I mean, you know, I guess to a degree we have that in San Diego. I didn't really think about it. We have Old Town. Yeah. I mean, Old kind Town is kind of this. But Sovereign Hill is definitely enclosed. Like, you pay a fee to get into there. Whereas Old Town, for the most part, I think you can just walk into it. I mean, I think there's some things that are shut off to the public. But most of Old Town. Yeah. I was I was going to bring that up, too, because you, you brought up, like, the old candy store, right? And that was always, like, my favorite part about going down to Old Town in san diego's that they have like a a vintage candy candy shop where they like pull their own taffy and make their own caramel and all that stuff so it's it's kind of fun to go in there that's a really cool it's almost a museum in and of itself right like old town is and all the employees have to wear kind of similar era like costumes and stuff it's it's a well-known well can we just give a shout out to saltwater taffy it's something i did not grow up with like first experience was here in america but god damn, I like some saltwater taffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even have um, a favorite flavor. I just like it. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things that you don't ever, like, go and get. Like, you're not like, oh, man, I need some fucking saltwater taffy right now. You know, like, or, like, it's not, you know, it's not, like, at the movie theaters or anything. But, like, when whenever whenever you have it, you enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, whether it's like, yeah, it's always like in a novelty touristy area. I mean, those are the places you always get it. And if you're not there, you're not going to get it. Like, like you said, I feel like there is a version that you get at the supermarket. It's made by like Wonka, whoever makes Wonka shit, Nestle or someone probably, I imagine. Yeah. But. Yeah, but it's not as good. No, no, that one's not as good. Like that fresh softwater toffee that's like smooth and creamy. It's a little bit chewy, but it definitely kind of melts in your mouth. I like mm-hmm. that you got to rip it out of the kind of wax paper and you leave a little, there's a little bit of residue of it on the yeah, paper. There's, yeah, there's some left. Yeah, fuck me up, fam. So hard. You know what's a good f- underrated flavor? Cinnamon. Cinnamon, huh? <laughs> Truce, like, fuck this guy. Salt water taffy? And his cinnamon saltwater sure. taffy. Well, no, so... It's I, not, it's I, not I, a straight-up think... spicy cinnamon, though. It's more like a creamy, like a good cinnamon. Yeah, no, I like, you know, like the cinnamon cinnamon bears, like that that candy. I like mm. that. So I could see how saltwater taffy cinnamon would be good. I'm I'm typically partial to the like fruitier flavors, you know, but um <laughs> good <G'day>, mate. Um <laughs> uh, 
yeah, for whatever reason, like, I always feel like there's, like, a really good, like, green apple flavor. Oh. You made me want to. I want to go to Olive Town now. I know. I haven't been, I haven't been in ages, to be honest. It, it, it honestly, it is, it is kind of a, uh, another museum in its own right. Um, they have really, really good Mexican food down there. Like, there, I remember there's, a there's a, there's a, uh, a lady there. I, I'm sure it's not the same lady since I've been there, but but they have like fresh made tortillas. There's a lady, like authentic. She's been making tortillas in oh, the she's same made spot for, for 57. Yeah, 50 years. No, um, but they make like authentic, like Mexican style tortillas, um, and they have like a cinnamon sugar tortilla. Oh, to die for, dude. Uh. Or not. I, I mean, mean, if that's not your thing. No, no, no. I mean, that sounds fine, great. But... You, you could put cinnamon sugar on so many different... You could put cinnamon sugar on a turd and it'd still be a turd, but it would be a turd with cinnamon sugar it'd on it. It'd be a semi-tasty turd, at least. Yeah, you'd increase the uh, the desirable uh, taste of it a little bit. Still a turd, but a turd with cinnamon sugar. Um, and cinnamon's strong. It might cover up a lot of the turd taste. So it might be like eating a brownie. Who knows? Uh, if you try oh, it, God. if you try it, email us or DM us and tell us about it. Uh, everybody knows I'm a sucker for paranormal shit, though. I've I, I've never really had a ghost experience, but of the times I've been to Old Town, even in the stuff that's like free, it's fucking creepy up there. I, I've had some like we went into a museum that had a bunch of old like Native American artifacts and shit. It it felt like someone was watching me in there. I just got weird vibes. And it was like this big kind of warehouse It kind of looked like a big old, like, pioneer barn type thing. And it had split levels. And it was just big glass cabinets full of, like, old pioneer things. And I don't know whether they were, like, authentic Native American artifacts or recreations. But it felt like someone was... I just felt like I shouldn't be there. I just got weird vibes in there. voodoo heads left and right. They're watching you. Their eyes are following up. Don't remember the voodoo heads, but maybe. Yeah, so... Yeah, so so Old Town is home to the world famous uh, Whaley House. I've been in there. If you're in, yeah, if you're if you're into like paranormal activity, that one that one supposedly is pretty active and pretty haunted. Um, I I know it's been on countless paranormal shows, right? Like that's always like a a stop off if if you're trying to get some some paranormal activity. You've been in there. I have, and you know, surprisingly enough, I had weirder vibes in other places in Old Town yeah. than I did in the Whaley House. There's an old. Would you like, stay the night there? I, I, I'm. I think you know. I'm pretty game for that kind of stuff. You know, I'm sure the moment like someone says Vinny, I'm like, fuck this, I'm out of here. But until that happens, I mean, I just want to have that experience. You know, everybody knows I'm a sucker for it. I talk about it all the fucking time. Uh, but uh, there's an old like. I think it's like called cat. Well, I know it's just like that's obviously a house in Spanish is casa, right? There's a casa de something. It's like it's it's like a big square type place, and all the bedrooms and the living quarters are all kind of built around the side of the square. And then there's a courtyard. It's kind of right after, like on the the entry point of Old Town, where all the shops are. It's one of the first things that you can kind of walk into and there's old bedrooms and stuff. That's one of the creepier places 
I feel like I've been in there that just feels like someone's looking from inside uh, out. Do they do they have like um, do they have the bedrooms and stuff? Are those all like yes put together all, like yes. with scenes and everything? Yeah, okay. and there's yeah, like yeah, a kind I've of been in there for sure. It's open up. It almost looks like a horse stable the way they've got it set up. Yeah. Like they've got doors, so you know it goes yeah. up to about your waist, and you can see into the rooms. You know, there's no glass or anything, but. It just feels eerie in there. Like you're looking at yeah. something or someone's house and they're like, why the fuck are you in my house, bro? <laughs> like at least the Get time. Get out of here. Go back to Australia, you fucking Vincenzi. Get out of here. Fucking go into Vegemite Sanger, you dingus. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it would, take me, it would take me quite a bit of money to spend the night in like the Whaley house or a place like that. Even Especially with, with those mannequins, dude. Would you do it with me if I was there with you? I mean, would you would you be the big spoon? Oh, dude, you know I would for you, bro. My little for me, you cuddle, would cuddle keep, me up. I would, you know, I've got to keep Ellen DeGeneres safe, bro. She's little. <laughs> <laughs> She's important. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, for the experience, I think I might do it uh, with you. But by by myself, fuck no, dude. Fuck that shit hard oh yeah no i look i i I would definitely go in there but i feel like there's a point where i would get pretty uneasy but i am a heavy sleeper so maybe the ghost would be you know it'd be a succubus is that the i want that to i don't want that to be the male ghost that does something to me (laughs) in the in the night i don't know it's a succubus and what's the other one called something i feel like they're similar i don't know uh but yeah they'd have to do something pretty severe to wake me up in the middle of the night yeah, uh, I feel like I feel like the human brain is like powerful enough to like conjure up some shit too, right? You know, you hear you hear the building creak at night, and you're like, "Yep, that's a ghost. I'm gonna get fucked in the ass tonight by a ghost." Like, here we go. <laughs> this guy made fun of statues of human bodies in a museum when he was a kid. Let's get him. <laughs> Let's get him. That that's our brethren in there. Fuck that guy. Uh, I love a good museum. I really can't wait to get back to one. It's definitely something... I mean, it's not something I miss into that. Can we also give a fucking shout-out to museum gift stores? Gift shops. Solid. Yeah. You know you're going to walk out of there with something you wouldn't buy any other time, but you know you're going to get something that you're like, oh, this shit is gold. (laughs) I love... Some bullshit that's just going to sit in its... Like, you're going to buy it. It's going to stay in the bag you you put it in after you bought it for, like, you know, a couple years and be like, what the fuck is this? Oh, that's right. I bought it at the damn museum gift shop. I feel like museum gift shops just always have the coolest shit that you don't need, but you know that you're going to burn some cash on. I wait. Okay. So I feel like you, you, you have said this before, but, but you have a collection of flattened pennies. Do you not? Yes. Yes. I, I feel like that is a good thing to get at a museum. Like I always have a flattened penny machine there and you know, the, 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 the freaking, the images have to do with whatever museum you're in. That, oh yeah, that's a good. That's always a good memento. Obscure dinosaurs that you can't even fucking say the name of because it's so yeah. fucking long and hard. <laughs> the Aussie button Godosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, museums, dude. Excited to get uh, get back. I that that reminds me. I need to go to Old Town. Yeah, I agree. I haven't been to Old Town in in a hot minute need to need to get down there it's pretty pretty nice because it's mostly you can you can kind of walk around outside so i think you could still kind of have the experience of old town even with with covid 
So what Drew and I are saying is that if you haven't been to San Diego, you're planning a trip, we're endorsing Old Town. Go there. It's a little bit. If you've ever been to Go Sovereign to Hill, ever been to Sovereign Hill, it's a little bit like that, but you don't have to pay to get in there. You just have to spend some money. There's some great gift shops there that have got lots of little knickknacks. The gem shop. Oh, yeah. God. They have a uh, they have a sword shop down there too. Ooh. Um, that that is is pretty crazy. My brother always had to stop in there every time we went to Old Town. Like, he would like drag us into the sword shop. Like, I gotta go look at the new knives. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. Old Old Town's great, and so is Balboa. Balboa Park is probably one of San Diego's like cooler areas to to stop into. So if you're ever here, you got our endorsements. Love it. Love a museum. Gotta have it, dude. Gotta have it. It's beautiful. Um, I'm ready for how much, are you? I'm ready. Alright, it's time for how much with your host, Vincenti. (laughs) Vincenti sounds like the girl's name, Mackenzie. But Vincenzi. (laughs) Vincenzi. Alright, what you got for us? I don't want to hear how much. Of, uh, I don't want to hear how much it would take me to spend the night at Whaley House with you. You already know you would just have to be the big spoon, and I'm there. I feel like I've done a how much about staying the night in a haunted castle or something. Uh, all right, how about this one? I actually, this is the newest one. I actually wrote this the other night. How much to show up to a family gathering in only leather underpants and a dog collar? Uh, being on a lead that is attached to a dog collar that is obviously attached to you and being walked in by your significant other. So Haley's going to be down. So, yeah, so this has to, like, you have to do, you have to stay in this getup the whole time. You're just like the submissive uh, partner. Whatever I don't know. Gathering I, don't, this is I don't know if you have to be in it the whole time, but long, like you show up there, maybe she walks you around a little bit on your leash, you know, in your leather <laughs> undies, you know, for a solid... Uh, you know, 20 minutes while, you know, just saying meet and greet and saying hi to everybody before you dig into the... Saying good day. Saying good day before you dig into all the food. Maybe she has Dude. to in, introduce you. As, what, what's like, What? how does a dominatrix introduce someone that's like, that they're dominating? What do they say? This yeah. is, they have his pet name. This for is them Drewski. This is Drewski. He's, he's my submissive. <laughs> yes, there um, we go. Submissive. Yeah, please, please don't touch him. Uh, he's very skittish. <laughs> Um, <laughs> God, that would take me a good amount of money to do but that. But if you want to give him a little um, scratch on the gooch, he's quite fond of that. Just be gentle oh, at first. Give, little, give a little taint scratch. <laughs> yeah, so um, just some leather undies. You know, you got a dog collar on, which is obviously attached to a leash. Haley walking you into a party. Jen's walking me into a family gathering. It's going to be weird because the kids are going to be with us too. Real weird. <laughs> uh so look so, daddy's a puppy you, i think that this would oh god dad look why is that human a dog why does that family have a, a have a have a human as a dog? i would just love to flop um, over my kids and like give me a scratch on the belly and i'm like shaking my legs like a dog like oh you hit the spot yeah uh, um, dad's got a red <laughs> rocket out again daddy stop oh, no. oh god um so or as lip lipstick as we used to call it as a child. So how much would how much would it take for Jen to do that? Do you think? Because I feel uh, like it would I, take I don't a think lot she would have him. a problem. To be honest, 
I really no? don't. Like, well, yeah, we've been married for a long time. I mean, there's more embarrassment in, for me than it is for her. I mean, I don't think she's... Obviously, she's been married to me. She hasn't divorced me yet. So, uh, I think... I don't think the weight is on her. I think the weight's on me. I mean, it's an embarrassing situation for me because I'm fucking walking into a party with <laughs> friends and family. Uh, yeah, I think Haley I think Haley would be pretty embarrassed of me. Um, I think Jen would think it was funny. Yeah, I think you. I think that would take me like to do it for twenty minutes. I, I think I would need a thousand dollars for that. A thousand, huh? Yeah. I I know I I re- I recognize it's probably a little bit higher, but I'm always a little bit no, higher than you are. No, so. no, no, no. I'm high on this one too because it's 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 not. You know, it's not all the time that you basically, you know, in fucking leather undies in front of your family, right? <laughs> you want to make it a special occasion and being on your hands and knees and a dog collar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I think, but I mean, as you know, and with me, like, I think Aussies do generally have a good sense of humor. So I think my family would be pretty lighthearted and be like, fucking Vinny doing some weird shit again. You know, and have a gig. Have a, <laughs> right, have we a still fucking- love him. It's fine. Yeah, have a giggle about it. I don't know about your family, but uh, my family are pretty relaxed about that stuff. I, I'm on the higher side on this one, to be honest. Not super high, like maybe 2,500. Yeah. 2,500, maybe. Uh, I don't have a great desire to walk into it. I mean, there's part of me that thinks it's funny if someone else does it. I think I could, I think I would play into it just to get through the 20 minutes. Like, I think I would fully buy into being a submissive. And like, if Haley, you know, like, kind of like got mad at me, just like whimper a little bit. You know? I would love it if you stopped <laughs> and like lifted up your hand and start licking it like it's a paw or something. Dude, you've seen like, I don't know. I There's got to be like a true life on that, right? Like true life. I'm into, you know, domination or whatever. And those, the, the, those people are, are crazy. They're, th- they're interesting people. I think there is some kind of weird dominating sex uh, thing where I think there are people that pretend to be dogs uh, mm-hmm. to a dominatrix, you know, be the submissive. I think that is a legitimate thing. And like people have parties where they like pretend to take them to like the dog park together and interact with other ones, you know, where maybe they sniff each other's boom, boom. <laughs> uh, I feel like that is a thing. I it's feel like weird. I have seen that on like vice or something, maybe a documentary yeah. about people that do that shit. Yeah. I don't know. That's maybe that was like deep in my subconscious that I pulled that out of and was like, oh, Drew would be down for this. Yeah. So I, I feel like I would play into that a little bit just to just to have a little bit more fun. But yeah, I, okay. think, I think I would need a, an easy 1000. I, I, I can I can I can make fun of myself. I'm not afraid of that. Um, but, you know, family family is, you know, it's a little different. Well, right, because you. You know, there's going to be another party where you're not dressed up as a fucking dog in leather undies, and uh, they're going to be like, "Oh, remember that time you fucking showed up in your uh, leather undies?" And... <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least, at least your family has to love you no matter what, right? It's well, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I beat you on this one. You beat I would me. do it for less money than Vinny would do it. A thousand dollars to be submissive. Twenty five hundred for for Vincenzi. No. Vinci- <laughs> yeah. He's he's upset that I beat him. The one time I beat him at, at this game. All right. That was how much with your hug. <laughs> <laughs>
Ghost Hitting Me You Um Man, I, I just want to go to a museum after that podcast, to be honest. I me too, man. I love a museum. I love we you know, make a little we make a cute little family day of it when we go, we pack our lunches, you know. It was great, you know. Yep. Love it. Just another another thing to look forward to once uh once this this garbage is over, this pandemic. Um, which I'll shamelessly plug, when a vaccine is available to you, fucking get it so we can all enjoy ourselves again. How about that? Science bitch. Science bitch. Uh real quick before we close it out, do you have a preference over the vaccines? I haven't I haven't studied enough. Like I when I have them available, I think I'll probably look into it. I think they're generally pretty similar. Um, well, but I, I did hear that the Johnson and Johnson one that that the FDA just approved for emergency use, <clears throat> um, one is only one dose, and B is more effective than the other two slightly. So maybe that's, I remember maybe you that's were saying one. it was less effective, but the other ones were also tested prior to the new uh, strains Strain. of the virus yeah. too. So. But I'd rather be one and done. I'm, you know, even though I'm a big boy, something about getting poked not in the big, arm. Yeah, I'm yeah. just not a big needle fan. Like, it's fine. Once I get it, I'm like, oh, that didn't even fucking hurt. But it's just the idea of going in there. The anticipation. Then, yeah, like the build yeah. up to it. And then you're like, oh, that was nothing. Like, I've definitely had harder slams on my skateboard than that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd rather be one and done. One and done, buddy. Which reminds me, if you are going to get the vaccine, which I encourage, uh, do your research. And don't think that research is CNN.com or Fox News or any of those sites. Uh, look up some legitimate scientific articles. Uh, an easy way to know if it's a scientific article or a journal is that it's been peer-reviewed um, and that it's in a journal of some sort, right? The Journal of Medicine, for example. So do your research. That's just a, a, sh a little plug Um because there's a bunch of hoo-ha and baloney out there um, regarding vaccine stuff. So follow That's the science. Drew's public service announcement for this episode. Yeah, is that okay? It's Oh, it's great. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. And I agree with you 110%. 110%. All right. Uh be sure to visit our Instagram page at without definite aim podcast. Um, and then you can find our podcast literally anywhere. Apple podcasts, Google play, Stitcher, Spotify, um, Amazon music. So check us out on, on there as well. We will see you all next week. Thank you for joining as always. Adios. Bye.